You're listening to The Upland Rookie, a podcast presented by Upland Brits, B-Pro Kennels, and Final Rise. Big thanks to our title sponsor, B-Pro Kennels. B-Pro Kennels is a small business creating ultra high quality and custom dog boxes for the gun dog owner like you and I. No matter how big your string of dogs, B-Pro Kennels will make sure you have a box that fits your needs for you and your gun dogs. With an innovative storage design and built-in solar panel and battery bank for quick access to charging accessories like dog collars, lights, fans, you name it. This is a dog box unlike anything you've seen before. Check them out at bprokennels.com. Oh, and they're made right here in the USA. This podcast is also presented to you by Final Rise. All good things start with a solid foundation. At Final Rise, all three of their premium Upland vests are built around the foundational waist belt to provide you all-day comfort and endless customization. With a secure waist belt and thin, high-quality shoulder harness, this is the vest that you can load down with birds and walk all day in. Final Rise is creating high-functioning Upland gear that delivers comfort, balance, and a lifetime of memories. Check them out at finalrise.com. And this podcast is sponsored by Trinity Bretons, home of the Epignol Breton, also known as the French Brittany. All Trinity Breton dogs are from champion bloodlines that are field-tested and family-approved. For over 33 years, Trinity Bretons has worked to offer you the best-bred Epignol Breton in the country. Trinity offers puppies, the Trinity Upland Academy with George Hickox, started dogs, stud services, and a whole lot more. Check them out at trinitybretons.com. And don't forget about the fall kickoff giveaway happening over at patreon.com. Become a Patreon supporter for as little as $5 a month and not only helping support the podcast, but you will be entered into the giveaway, including prizes from Cable Gangs, Upland Knife Company, and Gunner Kennels. Check it out and become a Patreon member today at patreon.com slash theuplandrookie. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 58, part two of Reach Out Your Hand with Scott Kinnair. Now, if you have not already checked out part one of this conversation, which is episode 57, um, highly encourage you take a pause on this episode right now. Go back, listen to uh, part one, and then jump back in. It's going to make a lot more sense um, give you a, a lot broader context to our conversation, talking about mentoring and uh, engaging new hunters. So take a pause, come on back, and we will get rolling. A um, couple quick things before we jump into the rest of this episode. Um, it's a logistical thing. So I am talking to you right now on Sunday, August 28th. That's when I'm recording this intro. Um, this this episode's not going to drop until either Friday, September 2nd or Saturday the 3rd. So just that's when you'll be listening to this episode. How that relates to the podcast giveaway happening over at patreon.com for all Patreon members. I will still do the drawing and contact the winner on Thursday the 1st. So Thursday, September 1st, I'll still contact the winner. Um, but you guys won't hear about that until the following week's episode, if that makes sense. So Tuesday, September 6th, that's when I would have already contacted the winner prior to that. You'll hear about who the winner is, what prizes, what prize they picked, and then what prizes are still available. I just have a crazy week with work and some other podcast recordings, as well as leaving for my sharp tail hunt. So Kind of a crazy week having to do some pre-recording. I don't love doing that because it gets complicated, <laughs> but um, I, I think this will this will work out pretty good. So um, stay tuned for that. Um, just a reminder, get signed up on patreon.com for um, we have, again, when you're listening to this, we'll have two more months of prizes available. And so uh, get signed up as a Patreon member for as little as five bucks a month. You are not only getting a chance to uh, walk away with some sweet gear, but you are helping support the show. Um, everything that I'm making from Patreon is going back into the podcast, including upgrading microphones, recording stuff, hosting fees, all that kind of stuff. So you guys are greatly helping support the show. So thank you. 
so much to all the Patreon members out there. Um, again, I hope everyone's having a good uh, start to your season. I know some of us, maybe their season doesn't start till later. I'm sorry. Um, you know, hopefully if you hit the opener, maybe for dove or mountain grouse or sharptail grouse, whatever it might be, um, I hope you've been having a good time. I hope uh, it's been successful um, in, you know, making some memories, getting out there with your dog, putting some miles on your boots uh, and seeing some beautiful country. Um, be sure to tag uh, the Upland Rookie podcast in uh, maybe some photos or posts that you make on social media. Uh, I'd love to see and uh, get a glimpse into what you're experiencing out there. You know, what are some of the memories you're making? Uh, what are some of the things you're learning, you know, alongside your dog? And I uh, would love to, yeah, walk alongside that journey. Uh, I'll be sharing some of those over the next couple weeks. So uh, be sure to, yeah, be sharing and tagging, uh, tagging the podcast in your posts. And uh, I'm excited to see how you guys are doing out there. So um, anyways, I am, like I said, Again, this is a weird pre-recording. I'm heading to Nebraska here, chasing uh, sharp tails. So um, I will get you guys updated on how that went. Again, of course, on social media, I'll be posting some stuff, doing some videos um, over at the Upland Rookie podcast page. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Um, hey, don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm doing a couple of videos over there, including a vest review of the Final Rise Sidekick vest. Get your orders in. If you're looking for a new vest, uh, check out finalrise.com. Um, you know, Sidekick vest, Summit, Legacy, they got some options for you uh, depending on what you're looking for, how you like to hunt, um, and all that good stuff. So make sure you check out uh, check out that. Um, other than that, um, the promo code, I haven't mentioned this in a little bit, but the promo code, if you're looking to get a custom dog box built, that's going to be, uh, with B pro kennels, uh, promo code rookie 10. So rookie 10, uh, is going to get you 10% off your order at B pro kennels for all general listeners. There's a, there's a, a little bit bigger promo code for Patreon members only. Um, so become a Patreon member and you'll get the promo code, uh, which is a little bit nicer if you're looking at a custom dog box for B Pro Kennels. Um, all right, guys, we're going to jump in to this uh, part two conversation with Scott Kinnear. Again, I hope everyone's doing well, having a great start to your season, and we will be talking to you soon. But none of them have ever reached out their hand. I, was, I, was, mm. I, I thought I get a couple Sure, sure. In a room of, you know, 20 so people. Yeah. <laughs> None. That's a, wow. It hurt. That, that's a surprise. Yeah, that's a, that's a surprise. Cause again, we all talk about it. I talk about it. You, we all want that. And, and Scott, was it you when, when we had a phone call a couple months ago, um, we were chatting about this. Was it you who brought up that you don't just want, again, anyone who wants to be an upland honey, that's great. But, you don't want to have to force them into it, right? You don't want to have to coax them into it. Like you want the people who are uh, show a little bit, like extend that hand a little bit, who are a little bit eager, a little bit interested, right? Versus someone who's like, eh, I could take it or leave it and then forcing them into it. Correct. Was that you who I was talking? Yeah. You want to expand on that maybe a little bit more? Some of your thoughts on that? Absolutely. Absolutely. This is why I use the reach out your hand. And if they grab it, right? Hmm. At some point, they're, usually you reach out the hand, they, they, they touch it, right? And that gets you to start to talk and things like that. It, it doesn't take very long, and you're going to tell whether they grab that hand, right? And they're along for the ride, and they're really passionate, or they want to become passionate about it, or they just let go and go, you know, oh, I, I don't know, I'm busy, whatever. As a mentor, you've got to be able to read that good mentors listening, right? Mm -hmm can listen to someone's voice after you take them out and work the dogs with them right oh that was so cool that was the best that was awesome you know versus man it was really hot out there i didn't like that mm -hmm. at all right so do you want to do this some more you know then you've got to start asking those questions because then you're just spinning your wheels and you don't want to sure. force somebody into doing something so there's i found that it's probably 50-50 would be my guess of people that grab on and go for the ride versus, hey, I just wanted to see what it was about and see if it was something that was, you know, interested. Sure. Both are like, mentoring. Like, yeah. 
That's a good point. It's not going to be a hundred percent success rate. It's not going to be every person you talk to is going to jump in a hundred percent, right? Right. Not every person you extend a hand to and, and make an offer to, Hey, would you like to, you know, yeah, they might try it one time. Right. Mm-hmm. But it might be, uh, yeah, it was cool. Like it was a cool experience, but again, I guess I'm trying to say like real expectations on the mentor side, right. It is important to know, Hey, not every person you connect with or bring hunting or invest some time into even is going to, jump in with both feet absolutely that's a great point will and yep i'm glad you got that you said that and you brought this subject up because as yeah. mentors you don't don't take it personally either i've seen some people that have reached out they're really passionate and someone turns them down after a while and they're like oh i gave put so much time into it mm-hmm. and you know it's hard and and they just walked away it's kind of like yep they did that that will not be the last one if you keep going on this sure right but they always had something to talk about right they did something in their life that they said you know what i tried that you know i I, it's just not my cup of tea that's all good that is all good right i can i can name a lot of things people have taken me along for the ride you know and i don't like it playing piano uh-uh. <laughs> you know, certain kind of wasn't music your, wasn't your thing certain kind of music it's kind of like ooh, no that, nah, i'm good <laughs> so don't take it um, personal it, no that's really good scott can you unpack a little bit more we've kind of danced around this um particular topic a little bit can you talk about um meant the, the phrase mentor or title mentor versus like a coach and kind of talk about the difference of that a little bit i know you've you've brought it up a little bit to me um yeah yeah, um, it's kind of a, I don't know what you call it, but mentor is a good thing, right? I've been a mentor. I've worked in uh, business, medical, you know, all sorts of things. Mentor to me is that, um, let's say you have a young uh, intern come in. They've got their career vision set out for them. They need somebody that's, been there, done it, to say, lay out through a couple of discussions, right? These are the next steps I would take if I were you, right? I would learn how to do this. I would talk to this person. I would increase your networking capabilities, right? You go through the list of things to help them move their career in the direction that they've described to you, right? Because you've been there, done that. You have the contacts. You get them in contact with people. And then you cut them loose, See ya. I don't like using mentor in in what we're talking about and describing in the context of it's good to be used when you're talking about like R3, right? I'm going to take you turkey hunting, right? Meet me here tomorrow morning. Bring your gear. Bring your gun. I walk you out to one of my favorite spots. We sit down. We call turkeys. We shoot a turkey. We come back. I take some pictures that you can you can go on and, and I give you a big hug and see ya, right? Same thing, days in the pheasant field, right? All the kids show up to here. Each one gets a mentor. That mentor has a dog, right? Walks along with you, makes sure you be safe, things like that. In that context, I think you're okay, right? The context that I'm trying to get people involved and excited about would be that coach that teacher um, um, if someone if you find somebody that's got an interest what you can teach them and take them on the journey for can be pretty much endless and it can end up in a great friendship and you know someone that'll take you hunting when you're old and feeble and don't have the best spots anymore and your dog's long in the tooth and they've got a new puppy and um so did that help will did that yeah yep absolutely absolutely helped um i'm going to ask you to take it i guess kind of a step further i guess so so that coach again so you've kind of described mentor versus coach phrase or title whatever we want we want to call that Okay, so so you Scott as a coach, like walk us through practically what that looks like. Yeah, more so on the coach side. Is that just are you coaching someone like one person for maybe say a year, 
like a more extended amount of time versus those one-off events? Like unpack what that looks like for you personally, personally a little bit more. Yeah. Great question. So yeah, extended period of time, year, two years. Um, If a dog's involved, I mean, there is nothing. I'm thinking I'm not being quiet. I'm thinking, all right. Sorry for the people on the podcast, but Scott's no, not at all. This is, so it takes a while. This is, I gotta let. I gotta this is let, real life. I gotta let my this thoughts real. catch up. Um, <laughs> if a dog's involved, man, if you if you could be a coach, if you could find a kid, right? That mom, dad said it's okay to get a puppy, right? Man, find that dog a puppy, and if you can. Go with them and do that and find a breeder that's got a big heart that will cut you a big deal, right, on a really good puppy, right? Because you don't want them to be struggling with, right, poor genetics. You know, it's running away all the time, whatever. You want that buddy, sleeps on your bed, won't leave. (laughs) So... Then it takes a little bit longer. But the coach end of it is is just that. I mean, think of all the things that you, the listeners, you will have had to learn in order to get where you're at today, right? And the coaches that you've had, that's exactly what I try to remember when I take somebody on that journey, right? It's... Mm -hmm. In the summer, we're, we just go for drives, right? Just, let's just go out and just drive, and then we'll let the dog go swimming for a little while. Right? You, you talk, and those are winter berries, and, you know, that bird is that bird. And, you know, just get to that point. Um, show them how to use Onyx if you have Onyx. If you don't, a great thing that uh, woodsmanship how do you walk? Don't look at your feet. You got to learn how to walk through the woods without looking at your feet. You know? Wait, you don't look at your feet when you walk? Wait, what? <laughs> Hold on now. Oh, Hold well, on. We, uh, come on over. I've been doing this wrong. Yeah, come on over. <laughs> I'm going to put your baseball cap on. I'm going to flip the lid up, and I'm going to stick it underneath your chin here like this so you can't see your feet. And I'm going to oh, walk through the woods. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, you know, it's just, it's coaching is just that you're very supportive, right? You're, I can't stress listening enough. A lot of these young people, they're with you because you stuck out your hand and they grabbed a hold of it, right? They actually probably 99.99% of the time need somebody to talk to. They're in that situation, well, even people that aren't in that situation, right? People like to talk to people, right? Sure. Let them talk. That's huge. If, you, if, you, if I'm Scott's just going to sit there and talk about, I've got the best dogs in the world. Let me start off with Trapper, the English setter. And by the time three hours later, I'm talking about Briar, the Griffon. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just doesn't work. It's it's not yeah. fun. Here, let me show you all my guns. You know, sure. And the poor kid doesn't even have one. You know, it's kind of like well, He's that, like, these are these are cool to look at, but yeah, yeah. they make it relatable. I think what you're saying, yeah, make it right. relatable, interesting for them as well. well. One of the things I want to circle back on um, again, maybe you can speak into this a little bit more. Is it, it sounds like you're not saying like those those one off events aren't bad. They're not a bad thing. Do you think there's still a good introduction point for people, like a good like step one? Because I guess what I'm hearing, and I guess what appeals to me with what you're describing is that that length of time where it's not just a one-off event. Scott downloads all his information on Will, and then all right, Will, go go do it all. I'll catch up with you next year. Let me know how it goes. For me and how I learn and my style, and and I'm sure other people are like that. Like that walking alongside that continued, let's say continued education, whatever we want to say, that's the stuff where, you know, one week I talk to you and we can talk about what some habitat looks like. And then I might have questions 
on dogs the next week. Like that continued process is, is something in the, uh, how I learn really well. Um, and again, I've been fortunate enough to have someone like that in my life where I can do that, where it's kind of a week to week thing, or I can call them or text them and, and have that continued dialogue. So back to my question, sorry, that was a tangent back to my question. Talk a little bit more about those one-off events, whether it's R3 or some events from pheasants forever or your local, you know, you know, parks and wildlife office. Like what are those events? What are those opportunities out there and what do they provide? Do you think? Great question. They are absolutely mandatory right they get that's that i got to go skeet shooting poof it lit the fire Hmm. that same thing all the pheasants forever youth hunts right uh rgs right all ducks unlimited they all have some type of youth program or introduction to hunting um becoming an outdoors woman was one thing for my for my wife and my you know the daughter and things like that that lets them know oh that i want more of that what is more mean right and so it it separates right and you start to get the cream and the butter and, and things like that as the separation process goes on, right? Really wasn't my thing. So, yep, they are absolutely mandatory, in my opinion, right, that these programs get stronger, get better, get um, more opportunities. There, Like I said, there are so many places that these organizations could reach, Right. And I would prefer that they would do the reach versus, you know, my mom, a single mom would have had to run across not knowing anything about hunting or know anybody that hunts, see it in a piece of paper and go, I wonder if Scott would like to do this. Make that call. Right. Sure. And I think the proactiveness would come, you know, like um, just as an example, we moved up here to Bemidji recently. Our neighbor is the director of the Boys and Girls Club of America here in town. Man, she was first on my list. I'm like, hey, I, I, I got an offer for you. I know you deal with you know a lot of kids that could use a hand. I'm raising my hand, right? I got dogs, I got fishing poles, I live on the river, right? I got, you name it. You see a kid that shows an interest in any of this stuff, and I wrote it down on a piece of paper, give me a call. I'll go pick them up. You know, I would like to see Pheasants Forever, Rough Grouse, stuff like that, become more involved with Boys and Girls Clubs of America or um, somehow figure out how to get that reach Hmm. to people. Because typically those kids that enter, the ones I've been, right, Dad doesn't know how to hunt, but his kid wants to go try turkey hunting. Mm, well, sure. he knows how to go and do that, you know, get a hold of pheasants forever and things like that. I would like to see us, you know, get in some other lines that way. But to answer your question, it is necessary. You've got to yeah. be able to give the kids an opportunity, young adults the opportunity to go, yeah, shooting a gun's not my thing. Hmm. How about conservation? conservation your thing right have that have that talk Mm. dog training you like dogs you seem like you like briar like nothing you know you ever thought about training dogs you don't have to you know so there's lots of things that you can Mm. did that help absolutely i'm just i'm just letting this all soak in (laughs) because this is this is gold scott this is gold well it's it's like gold it's hard to get to it Sure. You know, it's like, and there's different ways to get to it too. Yeah. And like you're, like you're saying a kid or anyone, and we're not talking, just talking kids, anyone who's showing an interest, they're going to have different things that interest them. The dog, like you said, the dog or the bird or the habitat or, you know, like it's not just going to be about killing birds for everyone. That's not going to be the peak interest for every person. Yeah. It might be the, the habitat. And, and so that's, that's the unique part that it's going to be different for every person. Every person you talk with is going to, Hey, the dogs are really my thing. I don't know about the birds, but like, all right, let's start with the, like, focus on the dogs for a little bit, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, one of the That's one awesome. of the easiest questions as a as a mentor, coach, teacher is, "What do you want to do today?" Hmm. No, I've never I've never fished. Well, fine. Let's go grab a couple of fishing poles and we'll go get some some crawlers and we'll go sit on the dock for a while or take the boat out or whatever, right? Hmm. And just let it flow. It's 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 really about getting more people out behind the things that keep them from being outdoors. Sure. Right. Um, Scott, I'd love to transition a little bit, um, kind of to the, the mentee side. So, the, so the person that is being mentored, um, you know, something I, I hear from listeners, uh, a little bit here and there, um, and, and I'm sure it's on some people's minds. If you have interest, let's say again, this could be a wide range. This could be a, a teenager. This could be a 25 year old. I don't know. Uh, what are maybe some steps or some things that that person could take if they want to find a mentor, they, they kind of are, they have a lot of interest. They want to, you know, hunt and they want to have bird dogs. Like, I guess what's some advice maybe you would give them on like finding a mentor or finding someone like, like how do you do that? And how do you do that? Well, yeah, that's that, that, that is probably the most difficult part of this whole conversation for me, because I don't want to upset anybody right on the, on our side of the aisle. Finding people like Will and Scott and, you know, Travis Frank and all those people that are, are, it's hard to get a hold of them. It's hard to find out where I go, right? I call Pheasants Forever and they're like, well, we got a youth hunt over here in, you know, Baldwin, Wisconsin on September 15th, if you want to go to that. And it's kind of like, well, no, not really. You know, I don't have $800 and I don't know how to get over there. So finding a mentor is, it's really the mentor who's got to find the mentee. Unfortunately, mm. this day and age, you've, you've got to put an effort in like my friend's dad who said, you want to go skeet shooting? Sure. I didn't call him and say, hey, can you take me skeet shooting? It's, it's really the other way around. And I know a lot of these organizations, uh, it doesn't cost anything. I understand that. So it's not always $800. Sure. So definitely mentees, take advantage of all the things that you can. So mm -hmm. make sure everybody's aware of, you know, Pheasants Forever, Rough Grouse, Delta, you know, Ducks Unlimited, all those that are out there, reach out to them and see what they can do for you. Hmm. Right. That's good. There, I, if you don't mind, I was, I'm going to offer a piece of advice that is unsolicited to anyone out there. Maybe I'm going to answer my own question. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Again, just, just offer some, some experience that I've seen, um, you know, hang around your local bird club or your hunt club or something like hang around those things and you're going to get to know people. I think you got to put yourself in some uncomfortable situations. Um, there's a couple, you know, again, local clubs around me. Um, some, some require memberships, some you can go as a guest and, and here and there, but some you can do trials. You can, Hey, you know, come out for the month, see if you like it, then, then join, put yourself in those situations. Cause I think you're going to get to meet guys like a Scott or, or someone um, who could potentially be a mentor. I'm not saying you're not going in with the focus. Hey, I'm going to find a mentor today. I'm going to find someone. I'm going to ask them. No, but it's putting yourself in that, in that area, in that space. Um, you're going to get to learn things from other, other guys and girls. You're going to um, be around them to ask questions. Hey, Hey, why do you do that with your dog that way? Or, or can you tell me more about that method or whatever that might be? Like you're putting yourself in a situation to develop those friendships and connections. Um, for me, I, I'm a pretty introverted guy. And so when I first started out, um, I would go to these, these hunt clubs and they had a puppy class in the morning that everyone could go to was like 15 people. They'd run like a little puppy seminar every Saturday. Um, it, it was uncomfortable for an introvert. I didn't know anyone. I didn't know what I, I what I was doing, but it, it put me around some great people to ask questions and, and kind of encourage me along and, Oh, you're new. Oh, cool. Like, yeah, like, you know, this, this is what you want to do with your dog and try this this week with him. Um, and that was encouraging for, uh, for me. And again, that, that led into some more, more confidence for myself. Again, ended up finding a mentor of mine, um, not through that hunt club, but you know, again, gave me the confidence, 
you know, I had to send a text and reach out and said, Hey, someone told me to, to reach out to you. And, and he was the breeder of my dog. And, uh, you know, I want, how do I, you know, bird intro and all that. He's like, Oh yeah, come on out. I'll, I'll show you, I'll show you what it's like. And, and that just developed into a, into a, a great friendship. But, um, so that's my piece of advice I would say is put yourself in those situations, look for those situations where you can, can be around some other people to, uh, to develop those connections. Yeah, that's great advice. And on that, when you and I were talking a while back, I I knew that you would being being relatively new to upland hunting would be able to add a lot of good advice to the mentees of you know this is what it feels like. This is sure. it's, it's scary. It's hard. It's you know, but you got to put yourself out there because you know not every guy that's going to reach their hand out is 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 going to be difficult or anything like that so sure there's a yeah. lot yeah there's gonna be bumps along the road i i had some i shared this on the podcast before uh but i had someone and I, I had my first bird dog is after our first season and uh he was again just an acquaintance someone i knew and he's like well how'd you do you know uh pheasant hunting and i was like oh it was pretty tough i think we got two birds all year or whatever um, you know, it was, it was tough hunting, whatever. And he's like, well, what kind of dog do you have? I was like, well, it was a, a Brittany. He's like, oh, you got the wrong dog. You need, you need a, you need a flushing dog if you want to be successful at all. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> it, it was so deflating for me at the time. Um, and again, as a new hunter, it, it was a hard thing to kind of like wrestle through. And I was like, well, well, crap. Did I just, did I get the wrong dog. And it, it, it kind of sent me into this, like, oh, this questioning things. And so I say that to, there's going to be people out there who maybe will discourage you or, you know, mm-hmm. you got to weed through and find the people who are going to speak life and truth and, and kind of take you along the journey and not just be like, oh, you got the wrong dog, kid. Like, you know, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, no, you can be, you know, again, I've come to learn now. You can be successful with a pointing dog and pheasants. Like, it's <laughs> it's tough, but it's it's doable. It's doable, right? We got a couple in the freezer. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. I'm good. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. I think, I think that's part of that teaching and that coaching part too, is when people talk to you, teaching, helping that person that grabbed your hand, understand there, there are so many things. If you think about it, right. Nothing is absolute. Anybody says you can only hunt with a lab. All right. Your little, little voice in your head should be going, uh, no, ask questions understand why they feel that way but don't don't personalize that onto yourself because everybody's got their own agenda everybody's got their own preferred methods Hmm. but um here's i i just thought of this too is um the things that you don't get as part of being a mentor as an example right how to ask for permission at a farm, mm. right? That's tough, man. Scary. If, if you could Scary. have somebody sitting in the truck with you to go, all right, you're going to go up and ask for permission here, right? You're, <laughs> you can just see them just turn almost white. You know, they're just like, they start breathing tough. They're like, oh, I'm not sure. I know I, you know, they're just stuttering. It's coming. Uh, I got to run to the bathroom. Sorry. (laughs) So teaching them that, right? Before you get out of the truck, right? Look around for dogs. Them old farm dogs, they like to lay underneath them Bilgo shade trees. So take a look underneath the shade trees because they catch you out in the open. It's not a good day. So, you know, being able- I feel like every farm has a farm dog, oh. every, every one, and they're not the nicest. Oh. They're very protective. Yeah. Yeah. They got, a, they got one purpose is how they get fed. Yep. And they fully understand what puts food in their bowl. <laughs> they keep us away. Yeah. Yeah. So being able to teach that, then I take that a step farther. Right. And this hit me a number of years ago is learn how to be able to tell a story right being a good storyteller is awesome here's an example right i I took a kid out and we went we were in iowa and we went up and we asked for permission i said you're asking for permission i'm walking with you right and we go to the barn we hear all the noise in the barn and knocks and farmer comes out and he gives him permission right 
we go out, we shoot a couple of birds, we go back, we drop one off, right? And that's the short version of it. So I said, tell me, tell me the story. What are you going to say when you go back to school on Monday about your first time asking for permission? He goes, oh, I'm just going to tell him it was really hard. And it was, you know, it, we got a couple of birds, so it was good. Um, the walking was hard, you know. And, and I'm like, all right, here, we're going to have storytelling 101. Because this farmer was something. He it was it, it was a story. It was a perfect story. So we get out of the truck. We look for the dog. We go up and bang on the barn door, and this short little farmer comes over. He's just covered head to toe in cow, you know. And he goes, "What the hell do you want?" You know. <laughs> I look at the kid. And he's just like looking at his feet. Oh no, he's not looking. He's he's just staring at his feet. How do I get out of this? How he, do I get out? I don't even know how to answer that question. The kid's thinking, and I said, "Well, you know." The Sammy here has a question for you. Well, what the hell's he got to ask me? Is it about cows? You know, <laughs> he goes just a second. And he turns around, and walks away, and gets his his little five gallon pail, sets it down on the ground, sits down on, it, and he goes talk. You know, so he's trying to spit out the words. He gets it out. He says, "I'd like to." I'm wondering if we could go hunting over here, and he goes hunting what? And, and Sammy goes, uh, pheasants. He's like, there's no goddamn pheasants over there in that field. What the hell would you want to go over there for? Oh, this kid is just dying, you know. Oh so the farmer gosh. gets up, walks him over, and shows him where all the pheasants are up by the railroad track. He says, if you want to go up there, you go up there. But you need to come back and talk to me and tell me what the heck went on when you get done. I want to know if I was right. You, you okay. understand me? And Sammy's like, yes. He says, look at me. And also the kid looks at him. Oh, my <laughs> goes, God. Do you understand? And he says, yes, sir. i like, okay, here we oh, go. He I got it. Him. He got it. I go, that is how you tell the story. Yes. Uh, you know, and none of it's a lie. It's just, oh, he was mean and it was bad and we got some <laughs> birds and, you know. You got you got to get those details in there. That that helps paint the full picture. And and then when you hear about you know the the actual hunt part afterwards, it helps you kind of bring it all full circle and uh, right <laughs> appreciate it more. Right, right. So I did ask him if he told the story because we practiced it on the way home. <laughs> nice. Got to got to yeah. Got to make sure you get some of those details in there. Right, right. Oh, don't forget about you know what he was covered in. You know, yep. that gives you that visual, you know, and stuff like that. So the next time we got together, I go, how did it go? How did it go? Everybody was laughing. They thought it was funny. They go, were you scared? And he's like, I told them no. You know, <laughs> it was just great. So, Oh, that's so good. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, Scott, as we, uh, as we start to wrap this thing up, um, what are, um, so going back to the, the coach kind of mentor side of things, um, just a, kind of a clear and concise, what are maybe some key takeaways that you would give, um, for, for that coach out there who wants to walk alongside someone, extend that hand, uh, what are maybe a couple bullet points that someone listening to this could go, okay, here's, here's a little bit of maybe an action step or a little bit of a, okay, here's my, you know, bullet point of, of what I could work on. Perfect. Um, reach out to areas, right? Um, there are Boys and Girls Clubs of America. There are orphanages. There are family services. All have lists of people that, you know, and they talk to them all the time. They know that there's a Scott out there that, you know, wants to go do this, wants to do that. So make yourself available. Right. Understand that some of these organizations that you're going to reach out to are going to require background checks. Right. We just don't send our kids off with anybody. Right. That's the rule. Right. I don't send my kids off with anybody. So, yep. I mean, I <laughs> Google them. I look at their socials. Exactly. You know, I'm like, they'll do the same to you. If you know of somebody that is of single parent home, talk to the parent. Let them know that, you know, if 
this is what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about hunting dogs and, and shooting and hunting and pickup trucks and, and things like that. If any of your children show an interest in that, I would be more than willing to talk to them. So get your name out there, right? Mm -hmm. Understand that when someone grabs your hand and squeezes it really hard, right? You put your hand out there, they grabbed it back and they're squeezing it really hard. You're in for a time commitment. Mm -hmm. Be okay with that time commitment going into it, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to call you. Will's going to call you and say, my dog is not returning the bumper. Or it's dropping it halfway back, right? What do I do? Don't go, oh, caller ID, Will. Oh, I'm going to hang it up, you know. I'm busy. Understand it's a time commitment. To do it well, you know, where they appreciate it and you actually grow somebody, it's, it's a time commitment. And then enjoy it. Hmm. You're going to make so many friends. You're going to have so many more experiences. You're, I mean, look at where I got my story. You know, I tell that exact same story about the farmer and Sammy asking for permission, probably more than he does. You know, so that's awesome. There, there's a couple for you. That's great, Scott. I love that. I love that. Um, okay, and then I just have a couple uh, questions I like to ask every guest here on the podcast. And so uh, this is kind of very related, I feel, to our conversation. Um, but thinking about the the rookie upland hunter who is, uh, let's say, heading into their first season this year. Um, maybe they just picked up a dog. Maybe they're heading into it with no dog. Um, so what's a piece of advice you'd give someone heading into their first season? Well, I, I think you know where this is going with our topic. Find a mentor. Find a coach if, if that's what's worrying about, you know. If, if it doesn't worry you or you're not concerned and you want to take the journey yourself because you're a self-go-getter, self-starter, right, um, then that's not as big a deal. But put the word out that you're looking for advice, help, goal places. I've I, – I, I've had people, I sold guns at a well-known gun shop and the amount of people that I got to talk to there, this is my first, this is my first, this is my first. Mm -hmm. So yeah, be that person that says, this is my first, mm -hmm. right? Reach. Uh, Will, I think you talk about it way better than I do. I agree with everything that you say and you said it a little bit earlier, right? Be that person. Be Will. Sure. You got to put yourself in those situations and yeah. ask the, again, you got to push through the fear. I think that's the, that's a big thing. You got to push through the uncomfortableness and your shyness, whatever, whatever excuse you're going to use, how we're wired. You got to push through that and, and be uncomfortable. I had no idea what I'm talking about. I had no idea some terms and I felt out of place. I was like, well, these guys all know that the correct terms that, to use. I don't, but I'm going to ask a question that I, I think makes sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and sometimes it did. Sometimes it didn't. They'd be like, wait, what are you talking? Oh, oh, you're talking about this. Oh, okay. Let me tell you. <laughs> it happened a lot. It happened a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's awesome. All right, sir. Um, we're going to wrap it up here with the rapid fire section. And so I'm just going to ask you uh, a couple, a uh, couple questions here and you just give me your off the cuff answer and uh, we'll go from there. How's that sound? I've heard this before. Oh, perfect. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know which ones you're going to ask me, but I, yep. I, sometimes, sometimes I switch them up. You never I know. Do. That's what I was saying. <laughs> I think I have one question that has never changed, but all the other ones have, have you know, come in and out. Um, all right, Scott, for you, what came first, the dog, the gun, or the bird? Oh, I, I wanted to say the gun because that's how that first skeet shoot. Mm. But I think what really, really hooked me was that first dog. That mm. tricolored setter that just the setter you had, yeah, the chick magnet. Oh man, and and, it, and she was just oh, you're going to get me going, but yeah, the dog. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Um, all right, Scott, what gun are you carrying carrying into the field, and why? Oh, I'm gonna. I last year I got the um, Upland Gun Company 16 gauge side by okay. side, you know, and that shot really, really well. So I think I'll carry that one again this year. It's just because okay. I shoot it well. It fits me. 
right? And I know you've had other guests that talk about gun fittings and, and patterning your guns and practicing your mounts and things like that. Very highly recommended. Mm. And then you find one that you shoot well. You can mix them up, right? Because some are prettier sure. than others, right? Some have nostalgia with them, but find the one that when it, when you need to put meat in the freezer yeah. and you got to put some one. feathers in your dog's mouth because they yeah. get pretty bummed out after a while, you know, grab the one. Grab you that one. <laughs> grab that one. <laughs> um, now, are you, are you uh, 16 gauge? Is that kind of your, I guess, again, the one you shoot the best, the one you prefer mostly out of the gauges? Actually, you know, I like it a lot. What I'm what I'm looking for is, you know, I, I'm not a superb, superb shot. I shoot well, right? And that helps. But I just want one that, that shoots where I where I look, right? I, so sixteen gauge seems like a good one, but man, if we could find somebody that could start making, you know, low pressure two and a half inch twelve gauge. Sure. Oh yeah, the old the old man could really appreciate that. <laughs> a light, oh, you know, six yeah. pound sub six pound twelve gauge, two and a half inch. Ooh, yeah. Now we're talking, right? Now we're talking. <sighs> it, it, that's the craziest thing. I so talking about what you shoot the best. My twelve, I have a twelve gauge semi auto, and I cannot hit a bird with it. <laughs> it is the most frustrating. So I've, I've put it away the last several years. I, I just shoot uh, twenty gauge over enders now. I shoot those great. I'm so confident. I'm comfortable. They're light. Yeah, I only have two shots, but like I just, I just shoot them better. The twelve gauge, you would think, oh, it's a big old twelve gauge, and we'll, you know, take some further pokes out there. Nope, not me. Yeah, <laughs> twelve gauge man. I, I will miss everything with that it's, it's, and it's a nice gun it's in good condition because i don't use it very much but yeah yeah you hear people talk about meat dogs right that guy's yeah. got a meat dog you know that one's a that one's a hunter but that one's a meat dog you know and it's kind of <laughs> like well we all got meat guns too so uh-huh. you gotta, exactly you grab the meat dog and the and the meat gun and you're out you're gonna putting, have a good time putting it in exactly exactly <laughs> all right scott uh this one might be hard for you because you've had several dogs but your favorite dog breed besides the ones you've owned so it can't be any breed you've owned yeah and i i've thought about this i i like i like that ugly dog look so and i'm in the mellow end of my life right we're, we're not we're not smoking dope yet or anything like that and listening to Led Zeppelin, but it's in the <laughs> mellow part of the world. Um, uh, wire-haired Vishla. Okay. Okay. I think that's a, that's a first for the podcast. I think they're cool looking. They're so pretty they and they're, they're easy to, what I've seen witnessed and sure. talked about. Yeah. They're very smart. So it's, you gotta, you gotta test them intellectually. And as you've had on your podcast, one, threes, and fives, we all learn in one, threes, and fives. And the ones I've yeah. been around either get it on one or they get it on three. I haven't seen <laughs> one have to go to five yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. No, they are, they are cool-looking dogs. That's for sure. I've been seeing, uh, been seeing more of them pop up here and there online. And, uh, yeah, from just from what I've seen, they, they're very beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of that ugly oh, dog cool. person, so. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't even say they're ugly. Honestly, I, I I would name a couple other ones that are ugly. Well, it's kind of the, it's a pride thing for us. Ugly dog. I've got a sticker on my truck that says "Want more birds? Hunting with an ugly dog." <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> I like that. Um, okay, a couple more here. Um, most clays you've ever hit in a row? Yeah, I'm not a big clay shooter, so I'm gonna lie and go twenty five. <laughs> You I'm going to tell the truth and go, man, if I broke 10 in a row, that was a good day. <laughs> that was a good day. That'd that be a was, great day for me. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm a, I, I like to practice like I shoot. So everybody sure. else is standing on the sporting clays, you know, they got it up mounted there. They know exactly where they're traveling with their finger. They're like, yeah, I just walk up. I close my eyes while they're pulling theirs. And then I yeah, step yeah. up. Yeah. I, the less, yeah. The so, less I think about it, the better. Because yeah. if, if I start, in, you know, anticipating the the clay or whatever, I'm like, nope, not gonna not gonna happen. So now ask me how I do on birds, you know, and, and I I think I do. I keep up with 
everybody that I hunt with on the bird end, right? Obviously, you're walking up behind a pointed dog and sure. things like that. So, but them dang clays, I don't know why them guys play that game. Let's <laughs> go, <scope> humbirds. <laughs> All right, just a couple more here. Um, let's see, we did that one. Uh, fantasy hunt. Um, this is kind of a newer one I've been trying out. So it's kind of a multi-part question. Uh, a fantasy hunt, where at, for what bird, with who, and you can only bring one dog. Oh, fantasy hunt. So I want to go to Alaska to hunt sharps and roughs. So I don't have okay. to trek up and down the mountains as much, right? Who do I want to bring? I had my best friend pass away a number of years ago. If I can bring him back from where his all the fun he's having now, mm. come, come back and hang out with me for a day. You know, I would do that if it was living. I would bring probably my kids, okay, my grandkids if they're old enough, and and share that with them. One dog. Well, I'm going back to the chocolate lab. Grizzly bear. Grizz. Uh, okay. Grizz is coming. All right. Bring bring that lab. Bring it up to Alaska and uh, have yourself a good I know time. it's not a sharp-tailed <laughs> grouse dog, but... <laughs> hey, it doesn't matter. He this is take, your he fantasy would, hunt. He would figure it out in like two seconds. He'd be like, <laughs> follow me, Dad. They're That's over a beautiful here. Thing. The beautiful thing about this question is you can create it to be whatever you want. <laughs> I took I took full advantage of that. You tell I brought you did. back you, from the dead. The, yep. <laughs> this is this is finally catching on. I feel like you just you painted a good expectation now. So everyone listening, okay? If I ask you this question, Scott just just laid the foundation. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Scott. Uh, last question here. Beverage of choice after a hunt. Squirt. Squ- oh, squirt. Oh. I haven't had I haven't had that in Oh my gosh, maybe, maybe 10 years. A little bit of sour, you know, that grapefruity. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good soda. Oh yeah. Yep. Wow. That's, that's another first on the podcast. Yep. And then if the farmer that you asked to go hunting wants whiskey with seven up, right? You yeah, just pour yeah. squirt in there for him with a little dash <laughs> of squirt. And he's like, what the hell did you put in my drink? I'm like, that's squirt. That's the best mixer for your Canadian club that there is. You know? You're a little, little bartender. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's and, awesome. and I have never had one of them say, oh, throw it out. They're like, oh, that's really good. What'd you that's, say that hey, was? You taught him something that's new. Squirt. <laughs> I love this question. You get to hear so many unique, <laughs> unique things. That's, that's where it's my drink. I just, I oh, like it. Oh, I love it. Your cooler is probably stocked. It, it, the, the garage is <laughs> for sure. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that sounds good. I'm going to make a list of like all the, all these different drink combos I've, I've heard over the, over the several episodes. I want to start throwing some of these in my cooler. Ru- I talked to Andy Wayman. He, he got me hooked on r- root beer again. He's like, Oh, cold root beer. I'm like, Oh, that sounds so good. It does. <laughs> sounds so good. You should buy your kids, oh. kids a keg of root beer. Keep it in a yeah, there we go. kegerator. And when there they're good, go. they we- can go out and get a, get yeah. a glass, a red solo yep. cup. There you How's go. Beer? Oh, sounds so good. Our kids are hooked on Sprite right now. We said we were going to be those parents that, you know, oh, no soda until they're whatever. <laughs> Teenagers, we said. Our two-year-olds, he'll, he'll go, he'll grab mama's Coke and start drinking her Coke. And we're like, oh, whatever. <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Pick your battles. Exactly. You have to. Just like you your dogs, to. you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. It's the end of the day. It's the end of the week. You've been out there and he doesn't deliver to hand and he drops it at your feet and then sits down. You don't make your dog pick up the bird and come to heel and drop it in your hand. You sit down with him and scratch him on the head and tell him, good boy. Pick your battles. Yeah. <laughs> well, Scott, this, uh, I, I cannot, um, what, what am I going to say? Can't underest- overestimate, underestimate. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Thank you. I'm just saying this has been um, not only a fun and, and highly, um, I think, educational for myself and I hope a lot of our listeners. Um, it's just been really, really nice to hear um, your perspective, your learnings um, on, on engaging new hunters, um, youth, you know, no, no matter what age you are, I think a lot of these principles that you talk about 
can apply to a wide, wide range of people. And so thank you for, uh, for taking the time to share that with us. Um, I know I really, really appreciate it. You're very welcome. And thanks for having me. And I hope there's some people out there that listen to this that go, you know what? That kind of motivated me. I think, I think I'll reach out. I know, I know Billy Bob across the street, you know, sits by himself a lot of the time. I'm going to go talk to his mom and see if there's something that I can do. So, you know, take that, reach that hand out. I always say that it's just a good visual, right? Reach your hand out. See if they grab a hold of it. Yeah. Might be the title of this episode. Reach out, reach out your hand. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for giving me that opportunity to talk to your, to your great followers and you do a great job. I love your podcast. Oh, thank you, Scott. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, Scott, if anyone has maybe follow up questions for you, if they want to connect with you, what's the best way, I guess, to get a hold of you if, uh, if, if they'd like to connect with you more? Oh, that would just be, I'm, I'm old. So you're not going to find me on Instagram or, or, or tweet, tweet or anything like that. So <laughs> you're not, you're not on the Twitter. I'm, no, no, no ticky tocks. No, nothing like that. So yeah, best to email me. It's my Beautiful. last name, my first name at gmail.com. So if you're going to put my name in there, tell people it's just my last name, my first name at gmail.com. No dashes, no no squiggly lines, no emojis, no. I appreciated that. (laughs) I saw that and it was just a normal email, just a name that just no like, yeah, number combo exclamation. Like it was just, yeah. Easy peasy. Yep. Yep. Oh, (laughs) best movie. That's what you got to ask. What's your best movie? I'm not, I got to know this. What's your favorite oh. movie? Yep. Are you, are you asking me? I am. Okay, Scott, I'm so sorry. Okay, I'm not a movie guy. I I have friends of mine. You got to have a favorite, though. Who will quote movies, who will. And I'm like, I just, I don't know. Okay, but if you had to, had to pin me down. Oh, gosh. Come on, dude. Oh, I know. This is stressful. Um, I am going to take so much flack for this, Scott. And I'm just going to own it, though, okay? Yep. The only movie that can come to my mind right now is the Harry Potter series. The whole, the whole series of Harry Potter. I love it. I love the books. I love the movies. And I'm just going to own it. <laughs> There's nothing to own. That's that's a good one. It's There's not. A- yeah, it's not like Braveheart or any, any Apollo 13, no. anything like these. It's 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 Harry Potter. Good. And, and my kids are into it now. My, my two older ones are reading the books. And it's it's fun to, you know, sit down and, and rewatch those with them now. So, yeah, see, that wasn't bad. I just I'm just like, all right. I, that that was one question I had for you. I'm like, I wonder what he likes that way. Right. Because oh, you didn't awesome. strike me as a Rambo type guy you know it was more exactly. it made it has to make you think because there's a bunch of plots in there yeah yep. you know the movie it's ends it's kind of like well, where do we go from here yeah where's where's the where's the adventure taking us next time <laughs> exactly. so that's I, I, lo- I love continuing things continuing series things like that yep so i oh so much fun yeah so much thanks fun. for letting me ask a question yeah uh, absolutely scott <laughs> well thank you again uh really appreciate it i'm sure we'll be talking a lot more uh soon and uh yeah um, have good luck this season have uh, have a ton of fun and uh we'll talk to you soon thank you thank you very much thanks, peace love and bobby sherman <laughs> Okay. Okay. I got to add, what's, who's Bobby Sherman? Oh, see, I, that's how you age, you know, Bobby Sherman. You're going to have to Google him. You, it, I, I, I you're talking about like four, four things to Google. Yeah. It's a, he's a singer back in the sixties and seventies, you know, okay. peace, love, you know, the whole hippie movement. Bobby Sherman. Yeah. So peace, love and Bobby oh. Sherman signing off for today. I learned so much on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that's a wrap of episode 58 of Reach Out Your Hand, part two with Scott Kinnear. Scott, thank you so much. Um, I I cannot thank you enough for uh, the time you've taken. Um, Like I said on the last episode, just the time you've taken to invest into this next generation of young hunters. Um, I think your approach, your style, your personality um, it's just a really special mix, and I greatly appreciate what you're doing. Um, I know you've inspired me already to rethink about how I am in, in uh, engaging with and developing new hunters and 
bringing them along for the journey. So I really thank you for that. Um, hopefully everyone out there listening, um, again, walks away a little encouraged and with maybe with some next steps on whether um, you're the mentee, maybe someone's mentoring you and uh, maybe some practical things you can do to be a good mentee. How do you soak up that knowledge? How do you um, ask the questions? How, what do you do? What does that look like? Maybe you're the mentor. Maybe you've never mentored someone. Maybe you've never coached someone. Uh, so maybe this episode gave, uh, you know, kind of uh, gave you that nudge, maybe lit that fire under you to get out there, extend that hand. And if someone reaches, reaches out and takes that hand back, all right, like, let's go on this journey. Let's go on this ride together and, uh, and, and figure this out. So anyways, um, all that to say, thank you guys for tuning in. Be sure to share this episode on social media if you found it enjoyable. Um, would love to hear, you know, what, what you took away, what was most interesting to you. Um, and also be sure to be tagging the Upland Rookie Podcast, uh, hashtag the Upland Rookie Podcast, or just tag us on social media. Would love to see some of your stories, uh, some of what you've been seeing out there on your early season hunts. Um, again, would love to, uh, you know, just, you know, again, get to kind of peek behind the curtain. You know, what have you been learning? Uh, what has the experience been like with you and your dogs? And uh, yeah, we'll be sharing some of those next couple weeks. So anyways, guys, until next time, go put some miles on those boots and follow your favorite bird dog. Take care.